I am an alien. I look like a human being, maybe, but I'm not a human being. I don't belong on this planet. My origin is not on this planet. Now, you might find that a little cookie, or maybe not. There are plenty of people who implicitly believe that there are aliens who have come to this earth, who have infiltrated the earth, or they're waiting to come. UFOs are largely unexplained by orthodox science, which largely keeps quiet about it, which leads to lots of suspicion and lots of different theories. UFOs means aliens. Phenomena such as crop circles, again, undeniable, unexplained, and seemingly unexplainable by the scientific orthodoxy, but it would make sense if we postulate the idea that there are life forms which we are not aware of or we're not immediately aware of, which are present or sometimes present on this earth. In one sense, this whole concept of alien invasion or infiltration is nothing new. It's come up with science fiction, but even before that, pretty much worldwide, all peoples implicitly believed in the existence of various creatures such as fairies, gnomes, elves, jinns, demons, and so on, and so on, and so on. Dragons. Anyway, putting aside the possibilities or the, whether it's just some psychological phenomenon, I am convinced I am an alien. I know I'm an alien. And I'm going to give you good reasons why. But I'm going to first, I'm going to say something else first. I think most, let's say many people, don't want to make too much of a generalization, many people feel that they don't belong here. They don't belong to the society that wants to shape them in the way they are. People are not content with the way they are with the body that nature or God has given to them. And therefore, they try to make their body more muscular and strong. Or more commonly, they try to lose weight. They try to change their appearance by growing a beard, various hairstyles, cosmetics, this ornamentation. Some people feel so uncomfortable in their present identity that they want to radically change it from one gender to another. 
many people nowadays don't feel happy with the way in which they are raised to be either male or female, cisgender, and they start to think of all different kinds of sexual identities that they could have. Why should we be restricted to just what the body seems to dictate for us or what society seems to dictate for us? So in this way, we can see that many people are discontent with their present identity. They, they don't feel comfortable in their present identity. And that was my situation in my youth, not expressed in uh, a manner that I would think of opting for alternative sexuality. Well, in one way, yeah, because uh, I opted out of sexuality altogether by becoming a monk. But prior to that, I knew I just didn't fit in into society. I, I, I just looked at everyone around me and thought, wait a minute, I don't want to be like everyone. I don't want to be like this. I want to get a university degree, get a job, get a house, get a family, live my life. I don't want to do that. So what do you want to be? Well, there was the hippie movement was on its way out when I was in my teens. I don't want to be a hippie either. What do you want to be? A hell's angel? I don't want to be that. I don't want to be this. I don't know. Whatever I looked at, I didn't want to be it. But I couldn't think what I wanted to be. So eventually I understood that I am an alien. I don't belong in this body. It wasn't something that I was born with, but I got it by understanding. And where did I get this knowledge from? It's not a belief. I take it as knowledge. I got this belief, or if you want to call it that, or actual knowledge by understanding that I am constitutionally a spiritual being who is now artificially entrapped in a gross physical body and a subtle psychological body or psychic body, which makes me think I am this body, but I'm not at all. I got this knowledge from Bhagavad Gita, which in current scholastics is considered an ancient wisdom wisdom literature, but actually it's not ancient. Ancient means, gives the idea that it has some provenance in time, but Bhagavad Gita, like me, like you, like all of us, is spiritual and eternal. And I learned from Bhagavad Gita, I I learned some of the verses because they're beautiful to recite and they really hit you when you can understand them in the original Sanskrit. So here's one verse, by understanding which I can understand that yes, I am an alien in this world and it's proper for me to understand that I am an alien. The verse goes as follows. 
Najayate mriyate vakadachin nayang bhudva bhavita vana bhuyaha ajo nityang shashvato yang purana nahanyate hanyamane shariare. For the spiritual living being, there's no coming into being. There's no death ever under any circumstances. The spiritual living being is an intrinsic fact of reality. It doesn't undergo change. It doesn't go undergo transformation. It doesn't have a beginning or an end. <clears throat> it doesn't come into being, doesn't go through various transformations. Uh, it is unborn, eternal, everlasting and primeval. The body must be destroyed, but the spiritual spark which energizes the body is never destroyed. So what did I understand from that? What, what can we all understand from this? It's a spiritual treatise which is directed to everyone who is awakening their consciousness that I don't belong here. What does it mean? It means that I am not what I identify with, with this body. It's not me. This body has a beginning and an end. My mental disposition may undergo various changes, probably at every moment. The mind is changing. And for that matter, the body is changing at every moment also. We see it in terms of childhood, youth, middle age, old age, and then death is the final change of the body. Unless you want to include rotting of the body. But life, as we perceive it, we perceive it in terms of the body and in terms of the, the psychic apparatus which goes with the body. But I've learned from Bhagavad Gita that I am not this body. This body is made of chemicals. The gross body is made of chemicals. But I am not chemicals. I am an eternal spiritual being. I do not belong in this body, on this planet. I belong in pure spiritual existence. I've been on many planets because I've had many bodies and many identities, not only human or human-like, but animal bodies, plant bodies, wherever we see life, that means there is the presence of a spiritual being. And we get different bodies according to what we do as a human being. That's called the law of karma. If we act like an animal, think like an animal, we get a body like an animal. If we act in a godly way, cultivate godly consciousness, we can be elevated in a future life. And even if we're elevated in a future life, 
we may come from a higher platform of existence to this earth planet and try to inform the people of this planet of their spiritual nature. And there have been many such prophets, messiahs, holy men in the history of the world as we know it, which only goes back a short time, a few thousand years. <clears throat> but these prophets, holy men, messiahs, whatever you want to call them, they don't belong to this world, although they operate within it for the purpose of bringing us up and out of this world. We, all of us, are aliens in this world. We try to identify with it, but by identifying with it, we become more and more entangled in the illusion of thinking that I am this body when in fact we're not. This is the most liberating understanding. I am an alien. I don't belong here. I don't belong in this world of birth and death. I don't belong here at all. It's, it's, a, it's a mispositioning. How did I get here? Well, it's due to my previous activities, desires, thoughts, under the direction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead who, and his assistants who orchestrate the massive flow of unlimited living beings within one universe. And we learn from the Vedic literature. Bhagavad Gita is the summation of Vedic literature. We learn from the Vedic literature that there are many planets with many different kinds of atmospheres, many different kinds of living beings but everyone is in the illusion of trying to enjoy this world when the very nature of this world is that it's full of suffering birth death old age disease rebirth to struggle again mental and physical distress Distress caused by other living beings, distress that we just can't imagine as all of a sudden there's an earthquake or a tsunami, excessive heat, excessive cold, what we call happiness in this world is temporary relief from the struggle to avoid distress and sometimes we get a an, an, an adrenaline boost or a dopamine boost and we feel elated but it doesn't last this is not what we're meant for bhagavad-gita teaches us that we're meant for eternal blissful life that is our actual existence is in the spiritual world with no death. We are by nature spiritual beings, but we are as if in a matrix. 
that movie. I haven't seen it, but I've seen the script, the or, or the out the storyline. We are in a matrix of thinking we belong here and everything is normal. But it's not. We don't belong here. We're all aliens. I am an alien and I've understood it. I've understood it from Krishna who speaks Bhagavad Gita, who is the supremely enlightened, powerful, non-exploitive, loving, spiritual being who gives us a little independence. And if we misuse that, we end up in this world of birth and death where we try to become happy in different bodies. There are so many different kinds of bodies, bodies in the water, bodies in the air, bodies in the earth, bodies on the earth. Tiny little bodies you can hardly see. Little midges that bite you so badly. You can't even see them. Huge bodies from our estimation. The body of an elephant seems so big. But we don't belong in any of these bodies. We belong in the spiritual world. We are meant to go to the spiritual world. This is the teaching of Bhagavad Gita. So, if you feel you just don't fit into anything, or you're wondering who you are and how do I relate to everyone, or you're wondering why is there suffering? How can I actually be happy? Get yourself a copy of Bhagavad Gita. Spoken by Krishna, it is eternal knowledge. Krishna spoke this last time. He speaks it so many times over the eons. The last time he spoke it on a battlefield, which is the most unlikely place you might think for uh, distributing spiritual knowledge. He spoke it on a battlefield and enlightened his disciple Arjuna. But that knowledge which he gave of our spiritual existence is not limited to a battlefield. It's, it's 5,000 years ago. It's for every person, in every place, in every clime, in every culture. <laughs> if you, dear listener, are at the stage of realizing I don't belong here, something is wrong, get yourself a copy of Bhagavad Gita. The edition which really has made a total difference to my life so I can understand I don't belong here. And the one which is promoting pure love of Godhead, of Krishna all over the world is the edition of Bhagavad Gita as it is by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Get yourself a copy, read it. It's not the easiest reading, but it will enlighten you and you can understand. If you don't feel that you fit in, you're right. You, like me, are alien 
everything in this world. We're not meant for trying to enjoy this crummy world. We're meant for eternal bliss with Krishna in the spiritual world. Aham Ravini Aisana Sampadina Vimayatadat Kuranga Chanda Charane Gurujana Charana Parivada Tujana Yatavita Vata 